Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm Master Zed. Our fake sponsor this week is Bear Conditioning. Keep your home not too hot and not too cold. Hey, hey, boo-boo. Look at those picnic baskets. <laughs> yeah, that's great well, for hibernation. Yeah. I could hibernate right now. <laughs> Look, I, after Thanksgiving dinner yesterday, I think all of us felt like hibernating. Yeah, I had to go into work last night. And then my college team was playing a morning game, so I stayed up to watch the game. Uh, and then went to bed. And then we had to drive to pick up my son's friend, so I didn't get to sleep as long as I probably darn. needed to. So if I'm a little low energy, it's because I haven't gotten enough sleep. <laughs> More low energy than normal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and we just ate Thanksgiving leftovers, which always oh, put you in yeah. a sleepy mood. You think at some point I would learn the Thanksgiving lesson of when I'm filling my plate up to just put one scoop of stuff and yeah. just move on instead of thinking, well, that doesn't look like very much. I'll put another <laughs> on there. Okay, that looks right. And then you do that eight times. Yeah. And my plate is like overflowing and I'm holding the roll, you know, <laughs> in my hand because it won't fit on the plate. Yep. Yeah, we had Mr. Pold's family over. Well, most part of us. <laughs> yeah. The ones that are in country. Yes. Danger Girl and her husband moved to England this past summer and my son flew out there to spend a few weeks with them. So he wasn't here for Thanksgiving, but it was me and my wife and little pulled came. Yeah, it was good. Nice. Food was good. Company was good. 
Yeah, we had some uh, sparkling cider in the gravy accidentally <laughs> at one point. Yeah, we I opened it with a bottle opener and it just starts spraying out. <laughs> I made the Oops. joke that too bad Bill Shatner wasn't there and we could spray it at him. Yeah. Did you guys have a traditional food spread? Yeah, turkey, taters and gravy, sweet potatoes, rolls, stuffing, Corn, pumpkin pie, cranberry sauce, the strawberry salad. Yeah. Nice. So I went to our sister, Shayla's house. Sister, you have a sister. Yep. Oh, she's our sister too. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, made pies. We made two pies. um, One for each of us, I guess. (laughs) On Wednesday night. And then Thursday we got up and made, uh, there's a sage sausage stuffing. Oh. We really like. Um, so we made that and some sourdough rolls to take with us. Nice. And we, so we, it's a two hour drive from our house to hers. So made our food and we were like running. I wanted to leave by noon cause we were supposed to eat at three. And so I wanted to get there earlier than, you know, dinner mm-hmm. for food time. <laughs> and we had it like. We were waiting on the rolls. We checked them, and there were, it was like two minutes to noon. And I was like, "Ah, oh, they're not quite ready." <laughs> so I got the dog was could tell we were going somewhere. So she gets kind of whiny when she can tell we're leaving. So I put I just went and put her in the car, <laughs> <laughs> and then got the rest of the stuff loaded up. And we had um, the box that we had towels and stuff to insulate. Um, <laughs> So the rolls came out, we put them in the box and already had our shoes on, you know, threw the towel over the top, walked out to the back of the car, put them in the back and closed the door and drove away. (laughs) (laughs) So we got down there when we expected to and she had made a turkey and her boyfriend Justin doesn't like turkey, so they also had a ham. Mm. Mm. And then it was pretty funny because he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I can make gravy out of the so like the she'd put the neck and gizzard and stuff in a pot and kind of made a broth from that and then took the drippings mm. from the turkey. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can make turkey or make gravy. That's no problem. And then he was like, oh, crap. Uh, how do I make this again? <laughs> <laughs> Ended up, it was really good gravy, but it was just for the amount of hemming and hawing about like, uh, I don't know if I'm doing this right. <laughs> is this, yeah, kind of being like, Sheila, taste this. Is this, is this okay? <laughs> it was funny, but her uh, apartment is, or townhouse thing is pretty small. So it was her four kids and then four adults. Oh, so sounds cozy. Quite cozy. But it was very nice to, it was very low-key. Because, you know, her kids were just 
doing their normal things. So it was <laughs> yep. not a bunch of, uh, you know, Charlie and I were the only ones that weren't normally there. So it was <laughs> pretty <laughs> casual and played some court games afterwards. And yeah, good. after after we yes. we watched one and a third football American football games. <laughs> Oh, in the middle, we served up food, and uh, I guess Justin likes the Cowboys. And oh, sorry, Justin. He had, <laughs> well, he had it in on in, <laughs> I think, their bedroom or something. And then, you know, we go to eat, and we spent, like, I don't know, the last 20 minutes of the game trying to figure out if we could get the game on the TV in the living room. Oh, <laughs> We tried like a whole bunch of different apps, like stuff from the PlayStation, whatever. We tried um, the built-in TV apps and all these different things, and we never did get it. But we had we could hear it in the other mm. room. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I don't think this is going well. <laughs> it was exciting. It was into overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Then we watched the Bills play the Saints. That was fun. Yeah, a little bit more lopsided. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of the Saints were injured, so. Yeah. Bills had their way with them. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen still had a couple interceptions, was... but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was still a good game. I mean, it wasn't a blowout. I mean, it was kind of a blowout, I guess. But it seemed like both teams were able to at least somewhat move the ball and get some good defensive stops. But, well, I noticed, we we may have even talked about this before, but I find it interesting that people will, on Facebook, to make a point of how trendy they are or whatever <laughs> they'll say if you believe this then you can you should unfriend me oh like, <laughs> okay sure what it's like you're i don't quite understand the the thinking there so i was hoping maybe you guys could help me out with that well i mean in real life a lot of my friends have different opinions about things than i do and they're still friends with you? Yeah. What? Weird. But of course, we don't talk about things that, you know, would cause a debate, I guess. But maybe that's just me. I don't like debating. Me neither. I see a point in it. <laughs> I only like debating if it is for the sake of debating. Mm. Not for, because I don't think that I am going to change anyone else's opinion about right. certain things. And I don't think anyone else is going to change my opinion about certain things. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's not worth my time, like, but if someone wants point? to have like a debate about something, I can literally debate anything. <laughs> I did do <laughs> debate for a season in college. Okay. Um, oh. But it, and it is literally just you get a topic and you don't get to choose what side you are debating. True. Yeah. You just have to like, okay, on the, you know, counter all of their points 
and come up with some things that they hadn't thought of. And so I'll have lively discussions about things, especially with my kids, but it's usually about things that don't matter. It's very trivial. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the post that I saw, it was something like it was a picture of like an anti Joe Biden shirt. And the person said, if you think this is okay, then you should unfriend me or something. And, but the feeling I get is just like the person is basically saying, Ooh, look how trendy I am. Or, you know, it's not necessarily even about the thing or the political stance or whatever. It's more like just saying, I'm trendier than everyone else, or I don't know. It seems disingenuous. So I haven't been on Facebook in like three years. So Congratulations. I can't Good job. <laughs> really talk too much about it, but I do have to say while I was on it, I would go through occasionally and just unfriend people that I hadn't engaged with at all on there for I couldn't remember the last time I'd engaged with them. Right. Mm-hmm. I would like people from high school and stuff. And there was one person in particular that um, jumped out at me because the I would unfriend her on my like annual purge. <laughs> and then a couple months later, she would send me a friend request. And like, we She's have not interacted acquaintances. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so I would usually accept it because I didn't want it to like. I had nothing against her. I just we hadn't talked in eight years or whatever. And hmm. I had unfriended her and re accepted her friend requests like three times over <laughs> the course of, you know, several years. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, well, it's silly. go ahead. I'm assuming that Facebook is telling that person, oh, here's someone you might want to be friends with. Well, I, why I, would they do that if you had been friends and you unfriended <laughs> them? Right. Like, oh, maybe you should ask this person to be your friend again. The calculus I use when I'm deciding, you know, to go through and purge my list, it has to do with the amount of time I knew them for compared to the amount of time it's been since I knew them. <laughs> And also if there's been no interaction, so somebody, okay, I worked with this guy for two months, 15 years ago. There's been no reaction interaction since definitely that guy's gone. You know, (laughs) if something, I, somebody I went to school with for five, six years of my life, but it's been five or six years, 25 years. And occasionally I've liked stuff that they've posted and they've liked stuff, then maybe I'll keep them. You know, but so, and I have, there's also an option to unfollow someone so that you don't see their posts, but you remain friends Mm. and you could use that. But I have unfriended people. That's what I do in real life. I have unfriended people that all they comment on. Well, for example, there's this one guy that I knew for about a year back in my early twenties and It was more of an acquaintance, really. Um, But everything he posted was just like a woe is me type thing. And just 
complain, complain. I'm like, okay, well, this... <laughs> and I think back, yeah, I think back then, this was several years ago, but back then I don't think there was a way to just, you know, mute somebody. Mm. So I just like, ah, I don't need to be friends with them. Are you stuck tape? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, social online interaction is a little different than in person. Mm-hmm. A bit. Yeah. You know, because well, if you're in person, into... you can see somebody's reaction as you're talking to them, and you can tell maybe this isn't a topic that they're interested in or comfortable. Having lived in Portland, I think there's plenty of people that still think you can interact with people in real life, how you interact online. Oh. <laughs> okay, like, well. Most of those people haven't ever been punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You can't get punched in the face over Facebook. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, they're working on that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what the whole meta thing's for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What so, is the meta thing? Because I've I, seen stuff, but... I assume it is just a way for them to reduce liability and protect themselves like Google did with Alphabet a few years ago. So you have a parent company that then owns these other companies that isolates them, mm. each one from the others. Mm. So it's a yeah. spin-off type sitch yeah maybe that's my guess okay it's just financial and legal isolation (laughs) but i could be wrong interesting or they're using it it's skynet (laughs) probably didn't skynet turn out to be doctor who i think i saw that in a movie once (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what was that movie? Um, it was like the sixth one or something. It's not the most recent one, but the one before that. And it had Matt Smith in it. And I think he was the personification of Skynet or something. Hmm. Anyway, he played Doctor Who. Yeah, and it was the kind of thing where it kind of spoiled part of the movie that was supposed to be a surprise, because all of a sudden I'm like, "Hey, look, that's Doctor Who in the background," uh-huh. and then no, he does. He wouldn't something. just be doing an extra. Yeah, role. I'm like, he must be involved in the plot somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we bought a fire pit. To put on our back deck. Cool. Put it together this past weekend. So we haven't used it yet, but now we need to get outdoor furniture so we can sit around it and maybe roast marshmallows or something. Nice. Do you have, is it covered? It has a cover. Or is the area it has a outside? Rain cover. No, the, the area outside is not covered. But there is a cover for the fire pit to keep rain out of it. So. 
Nice. Yeah, I I know it rains a lot here, especially. Well, I was just thinking because we had a fire pit in our backyard, and I we didn't use it very much. But I yeah, part of that was the weather, but part of it was just us being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I never had enough firewood on hand that I was willing to like burn through. Right. Parts of or enough. Yeah. Because we fired up our fireplace in our basement um, uh, last week. Just, I don't I don't know. It was, I think we had a, our first kind of pretty cold day here. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like, oh man, it'd be cozy to just have like a fire. And yeah, we had an extra, our other TV was just downstairs kind of more in storage. I was like, well, we've got all this stuff here to hook up the TV. I <laughs> so use it. <laughs> so we yeah. watched some TV down there and it made a fire, but the wood was a little bit damp from being outside, so it didn't burn great. One of my previous houses I lived in, we had a fire pit in the backyard, but it was kind of, I don't know, it was like 20 feet beyond the deck, just out in, <laughs> in the grass, and it was just like... I've only I only used it one time the whole 10 years I lived there. And it was when I so when my son was in Cub Scouts, I was his Cub Scout leader along with a few other boys. And so we had an activity where we roasted marshmallows out there, which made a huge mess with one of the boys particularly. But (laughs) everyone was doing fine. And just this one kid ended up with marshmallow coating both of his hands just oh no completely and then he decided it was a good idea to wipe it off in the grass so now he's got two marshmallow covered hands full fill covered with grass and it's like (laughs) don't touch anything i'll be right back (laughs) gotta get a washcloth for this i have definitely (laughs) like made s'mores over a fire and had chocolate melt and drip all over me. Oh yeah. And not realize it until like I've gone, you know, like with a headlamp or something and I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm covered in chocolate. If it was a black and white show, then it could be blood, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so today we spent uh, all day with our sister doing stuff. There was a shop in downtown Twin Falls that they have a couple artists that draw art, Idaho-centric art, I mm-hmm. guess. And then they have a t-shirt screen printing shop in the back. And they, I'm wearing a shirt that says Idaho on it right now. They screen print all of their shirts on site. Cool. Small batch stuff. So she took us there. Um, and then we went, just walked around the downtown area a bit. And then we, uh, oh, we went to another store to do some Christmas shopping. Ooh. And then we drove out to the big arch bridge that goes over the Gorge. canyon yeah. thing. And we walked across it on one side, and then people base jump off of the bridge. And so mm. she was like, oh, yeah, they, whoa, my watch is talking to me. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, websites it's found. Um, <laughs> so we walked across and then she was like, yeah, they jump off the other side is where you're like right here. Whoa. They jump from and there's a target landing pad thing down on the ground next to the oh. river. And so we walked across all the way across the bridge, which is pretty long. <laughs> yeah. And then we went underneath and then we're walking back across the other side and we're going out across the bridge and there was a little ladder that was like roped to the railing (laughs) for you to walk over. And then we got another 20 yards or so and there was a group of people walking towards us and we realized they had helmets on and were wearing parachutes. Nice. Uh, And so we just stopped. (laughs) So you pushed them off. And watched them, all four of them, jump off the bridge. Nice. (laughs) Cool. They all made it. Oh, they didn't have one land in they the all, water. <laughs> nope. One guy looked like he was headed out. Into, like everyone else, kind of veered over to the side immediately, and then kind of worked their way down. The one, yeah. so there's one girl went first, and then she got to the bottom. I think she was recording the other three, and then the other mm-hmm. three all went at the same time. Oh, cool. But the one guy was like, yeah, headed out out to the middle of the <laughs> river. And ended mm-hmm. up way farther downriver than the other people. But then yeah. he ended up like the other people kind of did small zigzags down to the mm-hmm. landing area. And then that guy just went down and made one kind of U-turn <laughs> and then ended up landing with, you know, pretty close to him. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. It was. I wouldn't. I was sketchy. <laughs> like. I, yeah, I'm not sure I feel about this. Because <laughs> the they all had different styles too, which was weird. So the first girl, her parachute was in a pack on her back, mm-hmm. but the little uh, like a pilot chute or whatever, mm-hmm. the little one that pulls the big chute out was yeah. out, and so the guy one of the guys was holding on to it. So she jumped and it basically pulled it out of his hand, mm. a pole. So he pulled her shoot out basically mm-hmm. with the small one. Um, and then two of the people just had, you know, their parachutes were in the packs and they were just holding the little thing. So when they jumped off, they threw that up in the air and then that little pilot shoot pulled their regular shoot out. Mm-hmm. So two people did that. And then the other guy just had his entire parachute out of the pack. <laughs> and then he, yeah, like, I didn't feel like folding it. he like threw it off the bridge and then jumped after it. Wow. <laughs> I was like, okay, I didn't realize there were so many different ways to do this. Chaotic. Good. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I think I got, uh, I got some pictures and I think I got some of it on video. Because there was a, we then we looked over and there was like a bunch of people that had seen them getting ready. So there was like people on both sides watching them, and then we were on the bridge when they got out there. So we just stayed where we were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were probably only like forty yards from where they jumped off. Mm-hmm. But then you're kind of looking down on them, I guess, instead of watching them from the side. But yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, Oh, and then we went to Shoshone Falls, which is didn't have any water or had very, very little water going 
<laughs> it's a very dry waterfall. <laughs> Does that make it just a fall, not a falls? <laughs> there were two. So there's like two main places where the water normally falls. And they did have kind of a little bit of water running over. I guess it's called, or some people call it like the Niagara of the West. So, because it's kind of a <laughs> shoe. Yeah. It's a pretty big uh, waterfall, but. Not that time. Not in November. <laughs> <laughs> Something nerdy. This topic fits the bill, yeah. We'll try to make it funny. Like always, I'm sure we will, yeah. Every time you listen, you get smart. So pay attention to this part. Technology is always moving fast. Don't let science leave you in the past. It'll blow you away. Yeah. All night and day. Yeah. We won't lead you astray. Technology, nothing more to say. Alright, for technology, we're going to talk about some space topics. Space! Nerds in space. <laughs> yeah, so I saw an interesting article. I guess the number one thing that people say NASA should be working on is planetary defense. Uh-huh. Um, because although it's unlikely that a large asteroid will hit the Earth in our lifetime, it's a large asteroid. Um, if it does happen, the consequences are pretty serious. Yeah. Um, but as serious as they get, really. Yeah, I mean, there have been extinction events caused by asteroid impacts. So um, a 140-meter-long asteroid could take out a city. So if you had that hit, like, New York or something, there's millions of people could be killed you have to hit like la i mean uh (laughs) you should have planetary defense for sure yeah um so they're they uh built a craft that's um was launched by a falcon 9 heavy boost rocket and Mm -hmm. it contains a or maybe it hasn't launched yet. I thought it launched. Oh, yeah, maybe last Tuesday. Yesterday. No, what's today? Friday. It hasn't launched Wednesday. Oh, okay. So it's the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, or DART mission. And when it when the craft that, get, that was launched reaches this asteroid... Next uh, October, some, sometime next yeah, a year, year from yeah. now, eleven months. Um, it's going to 
hopefully push it off of its current court course so it's not hopefully they don't push it into the course of the yeah earth. that's what i was gonna say <laughs> it's not currently aiming for earth they're just proof of concepting this um so it's a the the craft weighs 700 kilograms and it's gonna hit the asteroid at like 6.6 kilometers a second fairly fast and the one they're aiming at is 170 meters across so if that hit Earth, it could do some damage. Uh, yeah. So they're in conjunction with this, they're also going to have a near-Earth object surveyor. That, so wait, is it like a billiard ball defense? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just kinetic energy. You're just going to run into it and change the direction it's headed slightly. <laughs> this thing weighs way, way more than the than the dark yeah, craft. A, yeah, 170 meter asteroid compared to a <laughs> 700 kilogram spacecraft. That and we're just trying to hit it into the corner pocket. Yeah. Well, or, I mean, really, they, you're just trying to keep it from going in the corner pocket. Yeah. Well, that'd be a weird way to play. As billiards. long as it goes <laughs> anywhere else. Well, that's interesting. You know, they call it's, it a dart. And this would be like trying to move something big with a dart. Bowling ball. You're not going to move it very much, but often that's all that it takes to get it. So it's not going to run into us. Right. And long term, you could put one of these systems up in orbit so that you yeah. could deploy it. At Quickly. you know maximum, get the maximum amount of time possible, so you don't have to wait for like a weather window like they do for yeah this kind of launch. Yeah, and you don't then, you don't have to train oil rail rig drillers to be astronauts and right. oh yeah <laughs> you don't have to, but that is a bonus. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think the they earlier... should just train them that way anyway, just in case all yeah. of them should get that training. <laughs> And uh, the good thing about having the thing already in orbit is the sooner you can move the object, the more effect you have down. Yeah, the least amount of that you need to move it, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So they, that's. You should at least make it so it's like a hydrogen bomb that blows up right. As it hits. Well, yeah. you might not even have to hit it directly. If they have something explode, you could have it explode close enough to alter its trajectory, right? Yeah, if you didn't think your aim was going to be good. So when you say hydrogen bomb, are you talking about a, a fusion bomb? Yeah. Yeah, I think there may be some treaties that don't allow us to launch... <laughs> nuclear weapons in the space. That's probably true. But yeah, no, it's a good idea. Uh, other other things you could do would be like fire lasers at it. Try to yeah. You just have to heat, but you have to wait till those are really close, or you have to put your lasers really far out there. Yeah, and you have energy density issues of creating getting enough power to power a big laser. <laughs> 
And the idea yeah. of the laser isn't to obliterate the thing. The heat it's to side. outgas some of the material to kind of. Yeah, have, you heat you know, up one side and then it has like a geyser that pushes it. Places yeah. you whatever vaporize the frozen. I saw one thing idea that you just wrap it in a Ooh, reflective. Yeah, I'm like, oh, like a baked potato. <laughs> 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 it probably would look very much like a baked potato. Speaking of baked potatoes and aluminum foil, um, so the article I was reading uh, is about the LightSail 2 spacecraft Ooh. that is currently 30 months into its um, mission orbiting Earth. And it is a small, like, CubeSat satellite. So they're pretty small. I don't think it has the weight. They said it was the size of a loaf of bread. Yeah. Okay. But it probably weighs a little bit more than a loaf of bread. Okay. <laughs> probably like a really good. dense loaf. Um, oh, like the kind I make when I try to make yeah. bread? Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it has a 32 square meter mylar sail that uses photons, massless photons, have a wee little bit of momentum <laughs> and so when they hit the sail it moves the space or the satellite it gives you just a tiny bit of thrust yep so the idea with this is that you have a massive solar sail and then you don't need any kind of energy source to propel it or fuel source to propel it and then it just goes faster and faster and faster away from the sun. Yeah, you <laughs> it's get, kind of the only downside. Yeah, you get a small bit of thrust, but it's yeah, you don't have to carry fuel with you, so you can so, weigh less. And so this has been orbiting Earth for you know two and a half years, and the way they can tell that it's working is that when it is going away from the sun it's speeding up and then when it's going towards the sun it's slowing down basically yeah and it's interesting because the effect of that speed up or slow down basically either it's, raises its orbit or lowers it and so when it gets too low it is actually brushing the atmosphere which is slowing it down further and eventually it's just going to Right, so it, yeah, it slows down when it's going towards the sun. It starts getting drag in the atmosphere, and then when it goes back and is facing away, it lifts itself back out of the atmosphere. Yeah, and it speeds up. But um, yeah, and they said it's probably there has been a period of low solar activity, mm. which makes our atmosphere smaller. I didn't realize. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know there was a correlation to that. Yeah, so they said that there's low solar emissions um, and that makes our atmosphere smaller, but we're going through the cycle where there's more solar flares and therefore more solar wind, which is going to make our atmosphere thicker and is going to probably increase the drag to where it can't pull itself back out. I'm going to blame that on me getting thicker. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm I'm going the other direction, trending the other direction now. But oh, cool. 
But, yeah, so yeah. I think they should combine these, and instead of just crashing a ship into an asteroid to move it, they should go and attach a solar sail to it. There you go. And that will get it into a different orbit. What do you think of that? One that hits one of the other planets instead of us. Because yeah. you could put well i guess the problem is the mass you need the mass you either need the mass or speed right <laughs> to get the energy to deflect an asteroid i was thinking you could they the solar sail things seem like they're so cheap yeah so like the your 700 kilogram you know dart was uh crap i closed it um <laughs> you know it was like hundreds of millions of dollars or something yeah i'm sure to get that the light sale too was seven million to get it launched <laughs> so you could if you sent a bunch of them you know if they're cheap enough you could just send them out in a bunch of directions preemptively to smash any asteroids that you come across yeah, you should kind of. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> so I found I a couple it. other, couple other cool space articles. I won't go into as much depth, but the Parker Solar Probe is one that's been analyzing the sun. So it's doing these near passes, which is nears like five million miles from the sun. That's but that's close pretty close um, to gather um, information about solar wind and then just like what is in the like Corona of the sun, but it is flying. Hopefully no viruses so that it doesn't get stuck, sucked in. (laughs) So your uh, planetary defense thing was like 6.6 kilometers per second, Mm -hmm. which is like 20, 4,000, 23,760 kilometers per hour. Mm-hmm. And the Parker Solar Probe is currently going 586,000 kilometers per hour. Whoa. <laughs> 20 times as fast. Just pretty cool. Pretty fast. Um, so, what fast. does it do at night? <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's always at night. Ooh. So one of the ways, because of that whole like that laser makes the asteroid sun a lot easier approach thing, mm-hmm. is the one of the issues they have with that the Parker Solar Probe is um, making sure it can stay on course without having a ton of fuel on board, and mm-hmm. so they have some pretty it basically has a solar shade that is shielding the instruments from getting demolished by the solar wind and stuff there is a i think it was either smarter every day or um everyday astronaut one of those two did a interview with the Scientists behind the Parker Solar Probe. Um, yeah. Check it out. 
And that's technology. All right. Sounds like somebody's got consumption. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that reminds me. I saw a movie that I didn't put on my list yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I just forgot to mention it before, but um, it was called. Um, oh shoot! Now I'm having a. <laughs> <laughs> it was a western. Tombstone. And no. It wasn't one that I had heard of before. Mm. But of, what's that? Fistful of dollars. No, I've heard of that before. It was called Texas Rangers. Mm. It came out 2001 and it starred James Vanderbeek. Mm. Um, it was basically about shortly after the Civil War, they had... Um, put together Texas the Texas Rangers to go and take care of some bandits that were coming across the border from Mexico and just you know doing all kinds of bad things to people, stealing their cattle, killing people, um, riding you know, off on the women. Yes, and pruning the hedges of many small villages. Uh, <laughs> It actually had Ashton Kutcher in it um, as one of the Texas Rangers. But anyway, the main character played by um, Vanderbeek had consumption through a movie and ended up dying from it at the end of the movie. So it was kind of it was based a little bit on uh, historic events, but. Not very closely. (laughs) And then I watched a movie about a guy that has a particular set of skills. Mm, Like fighting wolves. Yeah, except in this movie, he's fighting human trafficking people. Mm. Yeah, so it's taken. You thought Um, trafficking cars was bad. Yeah. (laughs) And it's humans. Basically, it's about this ex government agent. Yeah, I think it was CIA whose daughter gets kidnapped with her friend while they're in Paris. And so he um, goes over to Europe and tracks her down, killing whoever gets in his way. So it was pretty good movie it's got a couple sequels stars liam neeson mm-hmm. and his daughter's played by maggie grace mm. um, who was notable for being in lost the first oh. season or and a half i guess um 
yeah, it was pretty good. I like that movie. Um, I s- finished another Dresden Files book called Blood Rights. And mm. it's kind of interesting how the when I was first started reading, I, I was thinking that they were going to be more ep- episodic, which they are kind of in a way. But there's an overarching arch that leads from one book to the other. And so. Um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. It's a good book. I think that was like number five or six of the series. I'm not sure. And then I started watching a couple TV shows. I started watching Hawkeye. Um, the first two episodes came out in Disney Plus um, this past week. Um, and that one's pretty good so far. Oh. It's about Hawkeye, of course. And um. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. <laughs> um. So and the. There's another gal that also is good with the bow and arrow in it. But yeah, that's pretty good. And then a show that I've been waiting for for quite a while called The Wheel of Time. Ooh. First three episodes dropped last weekend on Amazon Prime. And we watched episode four today. Cool. And it follows the Robert Jordan book series, Wheel of Time, which has 14 books in it and oh. includes a prequel, I guess, would make it 15 books. I've not read the prequel, but. Um, Have you read the other 14? Yes, I did read all of them. Oh. Um, it was. It's been a couple years ago now, but. It's a very, very enjoyable series. Um, it's high fantasy. It's got some interesting magic concepts in it. Um, one of the interesting things is the author, Robert Jordan, died before the series was finished. Cool. And so and another author, Brandon Sanderson, uh, wrote the last three books to finish out the story. So um, it's kind of interesting he Brandon Sanderson was a huge, huge wheel of time fan and it kind of inspired him to become a fantasy author himself. And, uh, he's written like the Mistborn series and other books like that. But he had written this eulogy for Robert Jordan when he passed away. And somehow Robert Jordan's wife was made aware of this eulogy and she was also, she wasn't just his wife, but she was also his editor and really big in publishing world. And so she called Brandon Sanderson up and asked him if he would finish the book series for her husband. <laughs> yeah, you'd <laughs> have so, to be a super fan to be able to take over. take off Yeah, the well, and that was the thing, too, because he said, I watched an interview with him about it, and he was like, yeah, if, if you take a Venn diagram and you take, you know, one circle is people that are good writers for fantasy and everything. And then the other circle is people who are huge Wheel of Time fans. And he's like, there's probably only a handful that would fall between, you know, yeah. those two circles. And he's like, I'm that group. <laughs> and, you know, he at first he was like, didn't know if he could do it because he was afraid that if he messed it up, it would you know mess everything up. But then he was like. 
but I've got to do it. Otherwise, somebody else will mess it up. I know I can do it right. <laughs> nice. And so he did, and he did a good job. I mean, you can you can tell there's a little bit of, of shift in the writing style, but he pulls everything together, and he did have some notes that Robert Jordan had made, including, you know, the very end scene was written oh, already. Good. <laughs> yeah, and he just included that verbatim as the pro or the epilogue at the end, and so. Yeah, it's basically, okay, here's where the story's at. Here's where it needs to end up. You know, get him there. <laughs> and so, and when he first started, he was thinking it was only going to be like one book, but it ended up being three books. They needed three books to get the story to wrap up the way it needed to. But anyway, the series, I've watched four episodes so far, and it's it's pretty good. It. It strays a little bit here and there from the book, but I think it would be dif- it's difficult to have something that's good in a book translate directly to the screen. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. different things make books great than make movies or TV shows great. So the changes that they have made it makes sense for what they're trying to do, showing things in the uh, on the screen. So. I'm pretty excited for how that's going to turn out, but um, I would check it out. It's pretty interesting magic system. Um, they basically refer to it as like the this uh, the one source, and people that have the ability can touch that source and use it to do magic. And um, but one of the things that happened in that universe is the male side of it is tainted so any male that tries to touch the source ends up um, getting tainted and going crazy and all kinds of stuff and so in this world really only females um, are able to use the magic and so and there's a the, the the reason it's called wheel of time is because the the souls of people who die eventually get reborn when the wheel turn when they call it wheeling the wheel turning oh. and so um there's a a soul i guess you would say that's been called the dragon and he basically when he comes you know back to life um he usually either breaks the world or saves the world <laughs> <laughs> And so the last time he had broken the world and I guess there's a prophecy that this time he was going to save the world. So there's a particular um, set of skills. Yeah. There's a particular woman magic practitioner that um, has narrowed it down to one of five people and they all live in the same little town. And she, so she goes there and is trying to bring them back to the White Tower, which is basically the seat of power for the uh, practitioners of magic. But yeah, it's really good. There's a, it'd been a while since I read the book, the books. And so it was kind of cool watching the, you know, the first part of the series 
and just remembering where all of this stuff ends up. And it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, I can't wait till they get to that, you know, that part and that part, mm-hmm. you know. So. Anyway, so that's my consumption. Cool. I read a book. It's called Ender's Shadow. And it's in the Ender's Game universe. But what? it's it is the first book in a parallel series to the Ender Saga. Um, so it takes place in the same time period as Ender's Game. And so mm-hmm. you Ender's in the book and stuff. But it this book shadowed by this is the stuff that was overshadowed by Ender's Game. <laughs> yeah, no. It's about an it's from the point of view of a different character. The janitor in the No, it's a <laughs> it's a kid named Bean. If you know the story, oh, yeah. but oh. this book was so good. It was amazing. So, uh, yeah, I can't read. Wait to read the next one in the. So I should just start with Saga. That. You might, because it made me really want to read Ender's Game again. <laughs> um, you might want to read Ender's Game first if you want. I've seen the movie. Be. <laughs> yeah, so you already know what. The gist is, but yeah, I I recommend this book highly. I watched the new Marvel movie Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. Pretty good. Is that on Disney Plus? It yes. is. So basically, there's this guy that has these magic bracelets that make him immortal and a powerful fighter. And it's about his kids and them trying to figure out how to save the world from these demon things. It's interesting. Uh, Good fight scenes. Yeah. I watched Evil Dead 2, which is... The beginning of it pretty much covers most of what happened in... Evil Dead 1 but with a little bit maybe better production value and then it continue, you know shows you what happens next and then at the end it sets up the third movie which I also watched called Army of Darkness where the protagonist ends up in the past like 300 years or something at least Maybe it's 1300, so 700 years in the past. <laughs> and uh, he has to save the this these people from these deadites. And he has to get this book so they can send him back to the future. The future. The distant future. The year 2000. Oh. Um, both of these movies have huge continuity issues <laughs> <laughs> and yeah a lot of stop motion and interesting camera tricks and stuff but they're they're pretty uh schlocky but i thought they were pretty <laughs> enjoyable uh, i watched jungle cruise with the rock and yeah, it just made us think of Diviti because of all the puns and dad jokes <laughs> and stuff in it. But basically, these 
different groups are in the Amazon looking for this tree that, oh. <laughs> whose flowers yeah. will cure anything. And so they're all fighting, trying to get to it first. Um, and I watched The Purge with Ethan Hawke. It's there a lot of throwing up in that. Oh, just kidding. No, no, just, uh, bottles, just some light throwing up. No, it's about how this new United States government, in order to uh, give people a release so that they can be more productive and better citizens during most of the year, they set aside one night a year where nothing is illegal. And so people can go out and murder and steal and do whatever they want. How many nights do they have like that in Portland? I think uh, they had That's... like 120 of those in a row. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's about this family that lives in this wealthy neighborhood and the, the son lets this guy in that is, running from this group that's trying to kill him and he's they this he ends up in their house and the group is threatening to break into the house to get the guy so there's kind of this choice of like do we let them kill this guy so that we're safe or do we fight even though this guy is just a stranger and it was pretty interesting not what I was expecting. Yeah, that wouldn't happen in Portland because <laughs> they wouldn't have let him in. <laughs> and uh, the last thing on my list is Letter Kenny season eight. Pretty Ooh. good. It's a season where Katie is dating an American bloke. Dirks. Dirks. Yeah, we went. There's a Dirks Lake near Twin. So we <laughs> make the name calling it Dirks. <laughs> and I started season nine and there's a part in like the first episode, maybe where these like eight American muscle head guys show up to where the, the rest of the group is from letter. Kenny are eating to try and fight them. And they're just sitting there totally mocking them and, <laughs> it was pretty good. I think season Fox. ten comes out on Boxing Day. Oh, cool! That's what I got. Awesome. Um, I watched Dune Part One again at home. Dune next on the last day, I think last or second to last day, maybe that it was on HBO Max, <laughs> and then. Coincidentally, I am reading Dune, and oh, this, two nights ago, maybe I got to the same part at the where the movie ends, <laughs> <laughs> like halfway through the book. So it's cool reading, having watched the movie so recently, and then also be reading it. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I we went and saw it in theaters. <laughs> Um, and then I started reading it, the novel again, and then I watched okay. it again, right as I got to the end of it. Cool. So it's cool to see the differences and 
there's more differences than I realize, but the movie is so good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I did miss the watching it at home. I did miss having the rumble 40 experience. Mm-hmm. I wish <laughs> the turn your subwoofer up. It was up pretty good, but I, then I found online, um, they have really thin subwoofers that will fit underneath your couch. So you can slide Ooh. underneath your couch. So I might be getting one of those. Something That'd be nice. cool. Hmm. Maybe something uh, to add to the Christmas wish list. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, and then because of listening to Bacon Sale, talking about James oh, Bond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I watched Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good. I think they were correct that it isn't as good later. <laughs> like subsequent viewings, it's not quite as good. Oh, you can start yeah. getting mm-hmm. more things with it. But I, I still really, I think it's my favorite James Bond movie. Even um, better than Quantum of Solace? Well, I'm partway through watching <laughs> that. So we'll oh, I'll okay. Um, I do have to say there is one part of Skyfall that I cannot get over. I can suspend <laughs> a lot of disbelief with all of the other stuff. The only part is, uh, so spoiler alert for the end. They're in the big house that gets blown up. Mm-hmm. It's on fire. And the groundskeeper and M are like, half a mile away walking away from the people right and he sees their flashlight beam while they're walking away from him mm-hmm. while he's standing next to a two-story mansion that's engulfed in flames uh-huh. like if you were close that close to a source of light <laughs> you cannot look into the far distance to see a little <laughs> of light out there that's the only thing I had happened. <laughs> and it bothers me every time I see it. I'm like, you wouldn't be able to see him. Come on. Yeah. And it like will make it, it'll kind of like flash while he's looking at him. You can see it kind of flashing a light as it goes back and forth on the ground. I'm like, it's they're walking away from you. And the guy's <laughs> holding the light in front of him. You wouldn't see the light. <laughs> it wouldn't be a cone of light that you could see. But anyway, I, it's still a great movie. <laughs> um, I watched Army of Thieves, mm. which is the prequel to the Army of the Dead Zack Snyder zombie movie that came out on Netflix earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, about the um, safe cracker that is in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of his origin story for how he gets wrangled into being involved in the army of the dead heist movie. Um, it was pretty good. It was, it was on Netflix. It seemed kind of like a Netflix movie. <laughs> like it was an action movie, but it wasn't anything special. I guess. Um, and then the last movie I watched was cool runnings. Yeah. We watched it <laughs> after dinner yesterday on thanksgiving <laughs> oh fun and uh proof that 
technology is creepy. We were talking about it because I was, we were baking and I needed room temperature eggs. And so I was just holding eggs and I was like, well, I'm just going <laughs> to hold them, you know, like put them, hold them in my hands, try to warm them up. And Charlie was like, well, you could put it in, down your pants. Mm. And I was like, what? And she was like, cool runnings. The guy has the egg that he gets <laughs> with him everywhere. And he puts it down his pants repeatedly, whatever they, it was like, I do not remember that part of cool runnings, but it's been <laughs> 15 years at least. Yeah. So then we were telling Shayla about that, like that conversation. And she hadn't seen Cool Runnings in a long time. So like, well, we should watch Cool Runnings. So we turned the TV on after dinner and went into Disney Plus. And the top first recommended movie on there was Cool Runnings. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> the TV was off. It was we meant were. to be. So, uh, Or they're listening in. Oh. Yeah, I think they're just listening in. And that's all I've got. A Does anybody have any nerd cred? Um, I think I've got some. Okay. So I I told you earlier that uh, Danger Girl and her husband are in England and my son went there for Thanksgiving. Well, um, she called Littlepold to this morning. And it, well, it was actually afternoon. It was about 1230. And it was after 8 p.m. over there. But she wanted to play Minecraft with us. And so me and Littlepold got on the Xbox onto our Minecraft realm. And Danger Girl and her husband and my son all got on their Xbox. And we played Minecraft together (laughs) for a couple hours um, with them on speakerphone. So we could talk to each other. So that was kind of fun. All five of us playing together, even though we're on different continents. <laughs> Some wonders of. No, wonders. none of us were incontinent. <laughs> oh, that's a relief. And that's I... my nerd cred. Oh. <laughs> I don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you want to contact us and let us know what your nerd credit is, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Engineerdy Show and check out our website, theengineerdyshow.com. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. Bye. So you can't just say bizarre You never get a moment for free Show me something fun on your guitar Something with an A or a G Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again 
Most guitars are made of trees With some metal for the strings And some frets and tuning things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees You know me so, you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Guess we need to eat title Most guitars are made of trees With some metal for the strings And some frets and tuning things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees song most guitars are made of trees is by greg gibbs lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.